This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 302 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Bimita Dewormers, Mill Creek Spreaders, Corigem Superior Topical Wound and Infection Remedy, and TotalSaddleFit.com. This is Reese Coppler Stanfield from Wellington, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Reese. Hi, Philip. How are you today? I've been busy today, so uh, feeling a little <laughs> tired. I get it. I get it. And we're doing a little special recording tonight, aren't we? Yeah, we're a little early in the week because um, I got some stuff going on <laughs> tomorrow on Thursday, so I'm not going to be able to be there to record um, the rest of the show. But, you know, we got together. We're doing it Wednesday night. It's going to be okay. It is. It's going to be great. I get Glenn tomorrow, so we'll have a split show. So it's very, it's going to be fun. Fun week. So, Risa, well, what do we got going on for the show tomorrow? We've got a great show this week. Um, we have Adrian Lyle, who's going to come on, and, and she really doesn't need an introduction. She's been on the show a couple times, and she's a friend of our show, and she has been in the London Games, and she was in the World Equestrian Games in Normandy. And uh, she's coming on. She rode in this very special class over the weekend um, at the Derby, the Palm Beach Derby. And it was a true Derby class. Um, and I, I didn't quite understand the format, so I'm looking forward to her explaining exactly what happened during the show. But uh, it should be lots of fun. It was, it was a fun class that they did, and she won. So glad that we're having her on the show. And for our tonal saddle fit tip of the week, we have Lou Denizard. He rides for Puerto Rico. And he's coming on to give our trainer tip of the week. So lots of fun stuff this week. Cool. Cool. I'm sorry I'm going to be missing it. Well, I guess we have some news that we could talk about. We do have some news. Um, So over the weekend, I was lucky enough to see the Friday Night Lights and see Laura Graves on Verdadas. She rode, um, you know, they always do that Friday Night Grand Prix. And I saw in person, she's fifth in the world. And I saw her ride a performance that was fantastic. It was a 78.875, uh, which her her second, second highest uh, at the game. She had an 82.03%. Um, and they were really, it, they're a wonderful pair to watch. Um, yeah, well, we talked, a little bit my, of, yeah we, we talked a little bit about them last week because she had just ridden um, the Grand Prix technical test. And uh, I guess there were some bubbles and her score wasn't as high as a lot of people were expecting but she came back and she recovered and and she rode to win the freestyle that's uh that was awesome i guess everybody's talking about it yeah it was it was really great to see it he actually started out a little bit on the spooky side and um it was cool she just kind of reached down and gave him a pat and you could just see he just like relaxed and then the whole rest of the test got better uh so it's just they they have a really really cool unique partnership uh which is just fun to see she, it's just did fun she walk to watch. Around to, before she went in, did she just walk around like she did in the games? Uh, she, she did a she did a little trot. Oh, yeah, okay. she did. A, <laughs> I I think I'm trying to remember. I I I don't think she just walked, but he was a little bit looky. You know that venue. The venue's tight. Um, probably a lot tighter than the games. Oh, and for sure. uh, yeah, yeah that was a, a big smaller. stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So he was a little bit lucky at the flower boxes and just kind of came in a little lucky. And she did. She just kind of reached down and gave him a couple pats and he just took a deep breath and relaxed. And then the whole test just better and better. So it, I haven't ever seen Laura ride in person. So that was super fun to see that. Awesome. And I guess they got a, another yeah. CDI going on this week. Today, I think the, yes. the um, Precinct George went. That's right. Yeah, the Precinct George went today. And um, Charlotte Yorst won. Uh, and that's really cool because she is uh, an adult amateur. She's an entrepreneur, and uh, she's had a great Florida season. She's really and, fun. Uh, she's been a, been a fun person. We've had her a couple times on the show. And, yeah, uh, yeah, we should grab really, her again. Yeah, a great personality, and you can tell from all the photos. I mean, we're seeing a lot of photos come up from the shows and stuff. She's got a few horses entered in the different CDIs that that have been going on, and uh, she just seems like a really upbeat, fun person. So that's cool for her to to take a blue ribbon. Yes, Pretty exactly. Nice. Yeah. And f- they announced today a big announcement on the Nations Cup teams. So, Philip, do you want to re- look over some of the Nation Cup teams for us? Yeah, this is pretty exciting because it's kind of a preview for our uh, Pan Am. I mean, the format is going to be the same, you know, with uh, with uh, Grand Prix horses, with teams of Grand Prix horses and Prix St. George horses kind of mixed. And then they do the results and, and, and add up the, you know, you get a, you get a final... Um, Nations Cup winner so that's pretty exciting and every year this has been going on t- since 2012 and they've been trying out the different format to lead towards the Pan Ams and every year they seem to get more and more teams from different countries and so uh, this year we're going to see two teams from Canada and the US each and uh, Australia's got a team Colombia's got a team Germany's got a team Michael Klimka's going to head that up uh, Guatemala Venezuela and uh, some inv- individual riders from Brazil, Puerto Rico, and Dominican Republic. So really a, right. uh, a real Nations Cup. Lots of different nations being represented. Um, yeah, I know. It should be really Yeah, we're, we're keeping a special eye on it because um, they've got almost full, our full expect- expected team from Canada to be going to the Pan Ams is going to be showing with Diane Creech, Chris Vomartos, Megan Lane and Belinda Trussell on Canada One. So, um, you know, we'll see how they do and they're, you know, testing out the format and, and seeing how the team kind of gets going. And then almost the same for the U.S. We'll see uh, Laura Graves, Allison Brock, Kim Herslow, and Olivia Legoy welts be uh, forming a team. So I think that should probably be your your top U.S. riders, uh, minus Stefan Peters. If all goes well, you know, for all these riders, and we hate to say that, but... It, um, yeah. you know, we see horses with problems and stuff uh, all the time, but uh, good luck to all those riders. I think that'll be yeah. is that next week or the week after. In the, in the that's the week after. Mm-hmm. In, uh, it's the week Cup. after. So, yeah, last big sort of big horse show down here for the season. So we're getting close to the end down getting here, which is crazy yeah. yeah, I hear it's starting to get sunny up north, so <laughs> we're getting Actually, ready to yeah, pack we, up. That's here why soon. I'm so busy. We've had uh, you know a nice couple of days, lots of sunshine at least, and. Uh, Everybody's soaking it up and trying to get their riding in now. And uh, um, because of the Pan Am Games actually being held uh, near Toronto here, um, our show set schedule has kind of been bumped up because, um, you know, uh, there will be no shows at our biggest venue during July while the Pan Ams is going on. So we're actually having to kind of rush and get ready early um, to get some shows in in, in May, hopefully. So um, that's what's going on here. That's, that's quite early. Exciting. Yeah, that's quite early. For it's you. early for us. We, we can definitely snow, get yeah. snow actually in uh, in the first uh, week of May. 
Hopefully not. We'll cross our fingers that we have a very early spring. <laughs> and I and am not. Yeah, I'm not coming to Canada until it stops snowing. <laughs> it'll, it'll not be snowing during the Pan Ams, I promise. So you can come up for that. <laughs> Good. Right? Yeah, it'll be lovely during the Pan Ams for sure. That's the best time to go to Canada for sure. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Well, so lots of fun news for the week. And uh, right after this commercial break, we're going to come back with Adrienne Lyle. And she's going to talk to us about um, the derby class that was held over the weekend. We all know the importance of deworming our horses, and Dr. Ellefson of Biomedia Equine is helping us make sure we are doing it right. Listen for his four-part series the first week of every month on this very show. I just wanted to remind everyone, if you are due for deworming, why not save a few bucks on the popular Biomedia line of wormers, including Equimax, Bimectin, Exodus, Exodus Multidose, and Equal. You can find coupons and special offers at buymediaequine.com, including a variety of rebate offers from cash to free ivermectin. You can also get up to $2 a dose back for Equimax. And while you're at Buy Me to Equine, get your free horse health record keeper, and you can just download it there. Plus, learn a bunch about parasites and deworming at Buy Me to, that's B-I-M-E-D-A, equine.com. We at the Horse Radio Network all use Buy Me to Dewormers because we want the best for our horses, and we know you want the best for yours, too. Buy Me to equine.com and tell them the Horse Radio Network sent you. Monty Roberts has been using and talking about CoreGem for four years now. CoreGem is one of the leading suppliers of Brazilian killer bee propolis, both in liquid and cream. As horse owners, we want a topical product that provides superior results for girthage, saddle irritation, rain rot, and all fungal issues, even scratches and ringworm. CoreGem does it all. We also want a product that heals wounds fast and minimizes the appearance of scars. CoreGem does that too. And we want it to regrow hair in affected area and reduce skin inflammation, and Corgem does that. Plus, it contains no steroids, antibiotics, or chloride. It is non-toxic. It's even safe when your horses lick it, and we know they will. Used and recommended by veterinarians, breeders, and trainers from all over. Get Corgem today at CorgemAnimals.com. That's C-O-R-I-G-E-M Animals.com. And use the coupon code HRN 2015. That stands for Horse Radio Network. HRN 2015 and get 10% off your next order just because you're a listener to this show. That's HRN 2015 at CorrigimAnimals.com. Well, this evening, it is my pleasure to announce that we have Adrienne Lyle. She was, uh, oh my gosh, she doesn't, you don't even need an introduction, Adrienne, but World Equestrian Games in Normandy and the Olympics in London, and I'm so glad to have you on tonight. Well, thanks for having me. So, Adrian, I called you because there was this super interesting class that happened over the weekend at the Palm Beach Derby that, to be honest, I didn't even really understand what was happening. So, can you explain what happened and what you won? You won a huge class. What happened? Yeah, well, what took place um, during the Palm Beach Derby, fittingly, was a derby, um, a real true derby class, which involves riding switch horses, ones that are not your own. Um, only having five minutes of warm-up on that horse and then having to go in and ride a test. Um, every derby's run in a little bit of a different fashion. This one, I got a call from Thomas Bauer about a week ago, and he said, hey, we're trying to make the derby have an actual derby. 
We're trying to get four top Grand Prix riders from four different countries, and we want to have them kind of go head-to-head. So it was myself, Lars Peterson from Denmark, Karen Pavicic from Canada, and Christoph Koschel from Germany. So we're the four representatives. And the way they did it, we had two horses in the initial round. Lars and myself shared a horse, and Karen and Christoph shared a horse. And we got to watch the horse get warmed up a little bit with its regular rider. Um, then we got five minutes, we got on the horse, we got five minutes to ride it around the ring. Then they rang the bell, we had to go out, come in and ride a pre-St. George test. Then we switched, and then the next rider went. And That's then crazy. the winner. Yeah. <laughs> and then the winner from, the, so the winner on each horse, not, you don't compare the two horses' scores, because obviously there's just a big difference in, you know, the type of horse and everything. But the winner, whoever has the highest score from the two people that rode that particular horse, they went on to the final. So it ended up being Christoph and myself going on to the final. And that was a third borrowed horse that we've never seen before, getting five minutes and going in and riding your test. Boy, if you had intercollegiate experience, you would have been a ringer for this one, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I have a little bit of intercollegiate experience. <laughs> that was crazy. Okay, so tell us about your first round with Lars Peterson. Like, what happened? Yes. Give us a so play So the play. first round, we, we had, um, first of all, the horse that I know that they were going to borrow that morning. Um, I believe Evie Strauss was going to lend one of her horses that had colic. So they called that morning and said, you can't use our horse, he's sick. So Thomas was on the phone that morning trying to call around and get people to bring their horse in to donate to let us lend to this thing, which, first of all, is a huge thank you to the owners. That's like a tremendous amount of trust being put in someone else's hands. Put your horse in a situation like this. So they called this person in that morning. He said, sure, I'll bring him up and head on over to the show. So they brought um, the horse in, and his name was Fortune and Fame. Um, He's a big, beautiful, about 18-hand, close to 18-hand, big, big moving horse, Um, really a pretty thing. yeah, but a little on the lazy side. So by the time I got the second ride on that one, by the time it got to me, we were pretty well out of gas. I spent a lot of my five-minute warm-up walking because I knew I had to, like, rev the tank a little bit to get through the set. That's crazy. And then the second horse, yeah, then the second horse was about the complete opposite. It was this really cute little buckskin little Spanish horse, hot, <laughs> little hot as a pistol, super sensitive. I don't think he'd ever had anyone with legs as long as ours on him. He looked a little bit worse. I managed to figure it out. (laughs) That was the winning horse. That's the horse that you won on? Yeah, that That was was the second second round, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that was the the final round was on the little Spanish horse. (laughs) So you had to ride through the pre-St. George? We rode the pre-St. George, yep. Oh, I love it. We had the full panel of judges, and it was really fun. We got to do the big stadium. Um, like I said, five minutes to warm up. And what was a little different in this derby, I've seen derbies before over in Europe, and you usually get you do the warm up outside the ring, and then you come in and do this competition. They had these riders warm up inside the main ring, then they went out and blow the whistle and had to come back in. But I actually thought it was kind of fun because the audience gets to see each rider's strategy with their five minutes. You know, how how are they going to use these five minutes to get this horse and them on the same page and so I actually thought that was kind of interesting to get to watch that part of it as well as so they did it a lot like the jumping derbies that's the same way they do the jumping derbies uh so they did a lot yeah you get to watch them yeah you get to watch them warm up the on the warm-up jumps and then go into the ring yeah uh that's kind of cool what was the hardest thing what was it was there a movement that was the hardest was there something that really was difficult to do with that with so little time on that particular horse 
Well, I think that the kind of the things that I think every rider tested a little bit were the pirouettes, the changes, because those are kind of what I would call more personal aids. You know, everyone has a certain way they ride those, especially the changes. Um, the second horse in particular is pretty green in the changes and very sensitive. So I could tell I'd have to ride those really tactfully or he was going to get nervous and scoot away from me. Um, the first horse was such a big moving forward horse. I could tell everything going forward was going to be easy. The collection was going to be a little bit the trickier part and you had to finesse him a little. Cause if you took, grabbed him too strong in the mouth, he wasn't going to like that and he was just going to shut down on you. So it's kind of just finding that perfect balance and trying to keep him there with you through the test. So did you come in with with a specific strategy? Do you, do you kind of overall think, okay, in my five minutes, I'm going to do this? Um, and did it change or did you have a specific <laughs> strategy? I actually before? had no idea what I was doing. So <laughs> I came in I with absolutely. It. All right. There's your tip of the day, everybody. Just have yeah. no clue and you win. Wing it. Yes. Wing it. <laughs> yes. no, I mean, you, can tell, you can tell right when you sit on a horse within the first minute. You can pick up what their temperament's like, what their sensitivity is like. You know, and, and when you only have five minutes, you're not going to retrain them to do anything, obviously. So you're not going to teach them to do it your way. It's your turn to figure out how to speak their language. So it's kind of just running through the test and figuring out, okay, how, how, how do I speak so that they understand rather than the other way around? <laughs> uh, I love it. That is so cool. Have you ever done one in Europe or just watched? No, I've only watched one before back in like 2010 when I took Wizard over to Europe at the Horses and Dreams in Hagen there, and they had a Grand Prix Derby. And there they rode four Ooh. horses. Everyone switched on everyone's horse, which seemed a little oh, that's wild. Intense. So I actually liked the, yeah. I liked the format we did. I thought it was a little more horse-friendly for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. The horse is, only had to do yeah. two tests. <laughs> you mean over there the yeah, horse had to do favorite. four tests in a row? Wow. Yeah, yeah, Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's no joke. That's tough. Laid down in the middle of the arena. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm done. I'm done already. Are you kidding me? Exactly. I think you're right. Oh, I love it. What a well, crowd! I mean, what a like, what a crowd yeah. pleaser! This kind of class is, though. And I it, it, think it was really fun, and I had a lot of people come up to me and say, "You know, my husband's not a horse person, but he loved watching that class because even not really being that educated, you can clearly see." why one person won above the other. You can see the well, difference. You know, and you were really waiting for somebody to screw up. It's the whole NASCAR thing. You were kind of waiting for the accident to happen, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it was pretty funny. Of course, when you're riding foot torches, you have some things that just totally don't go as planned and everyone is laughing and, you know, trying to keep a straight face where you can hear everyone on the sidelines just totally cracking up. <laughs> Oh, I think you guys are all good sports. I think it sounds like a ton of fun. It was and, uh, really fun. Like Lars's was yeah. so funny because he was when he was riding Fame and Fortune, he's doing these huge changes for like ten, these four tempies. He gets to the third four tempi and we're like, Oh my god, he's only got like one meter left on the diagonal. Starts trying to shorten the can or shorten the can. He's all the way around on the short side, still doing his four tempies. Laughing. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, it sounds like a crowd please. I'm super bummed that I missed it. It sounds like a it lot of fun. fun. I think they're hopefully they're gonna try to continue it and they there was even some talk about trying maybe maybe make it during the night as like intermission or something. Because I think it really would be it's something the crowd gets into. It's different, it's fun. Do you get to come back as the return champion? That's all I want to say. All I want to know. I would come back happily if I was invited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, Adrian, thanks so much for describing this class. It sounded phenomenal. And thanks so much for coming on the show. How do our listeners find you online? Um, I have a webpage at adrianlyle.com and I also have a Facebook app page. 
so you've been thinking about getting a manure spreader? Well, here's why I think you should consider Mill Creek. They've been in business for almost 30 years with continuously improved designs to meet the needs of horse owners like you. At Mill Creek, models are virtually maintenance and trouble-free thanks to their exclusive sealed bearings. They're the only compact spreaders you'll find like that. Mill Creek customer service is second to none. Call them and you'll reach a knowledgeable person in their own factory right in Pennsylvania. With eight models available, they're happy to help you choose the right spreader for your budget and barn. Five models can be pulled with ATV or garden tractors. If you'd rather have a PTO drive, they've got those too. And Mill Creek spreaders have the lowest sides and tongue weight of any on the market. One of the biggest problems we always had with our spreaders is they just rust. Everything rusts out, and then you have to replace the metal, and it's just a pain. If you don't want to ever have to worry about your manure spreader rusting again, then consider the Mill Creek Stainless Steel line. They are the world's first and only compact manure spreaders built out of stainless steel, and they're warranted against rust-through for life. Julie Goodnight, clinician and star of Horse Master with Julie Goodnight on RFD-TV, has owned and used the Mill Creek Spreader every day for over nine years. She knows they represent great value and quality and is proud to endorse them. So for the best compact manure spreading equipment you can buy, check out Man- Mill Creek's lineup. Years of trouble-free operation will get you out of the barn faster and give you more time for your horses. Give them a call today at 800-311-1323 or visit their website at millcreekspreaders.com. Well, Reese, before we get to the next guest, I do have a couple of things that we have to do here, a couple of housekeeping things for the Horse Radio Network. The first is uh, Dr. Wendy Ying and I are going, we're invited by the United States Equestrian Federation to do the commentary for the live feed from Live Oak International. A Live Oak International is the largest driving event in the country, done at Live Oak here in Ocala, Florida, about four miles from my house, uh, Chester Weber's farm. And it is the biggest driving competition in the United States. It's a three-phase. They do dressage and then marathon through the obstacles and then cones event. Dr. Wendy and I will be doing the commentary for the marathon and the cones on Saturday and Sunday, the 21st and 22nd. And if you have never seen Marathon before with the carriages, it is it is something you have to see at least once, wouldn't you say? Have you ever seen it? Uh, I've never seen it, oh but my congratulations. God. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be... I've a- never seen seen it it's terrible but it's so cool seeing those words four of them oh my lord yeah we I can barely get one to do one thing you know my we gosh. have seven i think about 70 rigs going through that day we're going to have and these obstacles are the toughest in the country we're going to have wow. single horses single ponies pairs of both kinds and then we have four in hands of ponies and horses going through and and they go wow. through these obstacles and they only have a couple inches on each side of the wheels and they're making these hard turns and up and down hills and through water it's just just at a full dead gallop. So it's fun to watch. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so Dr. Wendy has done all of this. She's done singles, pairs, and fours at this this facility. So she should be fun to listen to and give us a lot of uh, insight into it. And the USCF was kind enough to ask us to do that. So I'll post uh, on the dressage page uh, the day before and just remind everybody it's free. Yeah. You know, everything you watch on USCF Network is free. So they're going to have a whole bunch of cameras all done in high def for this. So it's going to be on the 21st and 22nd here in Ocala. That's one thing. And the second thing is my co-host of the uh, Horses in the Morning show, who you know very well, Jamie. 
Yes. Uh, went viral this week. Uh, <laughs> and much to her chagrin, I might add. Uh, on Monday's show, we always have the uh, Leslie from Horse Nation, who's the editor of Horse Nation, which is one of the top blogs in the horse world now. They have almost 100,000 followers on Facebook, and it's huge. And they do kind of wacky stuff like we do on Horses in the Morning. So Leslie comes on every Monday, and we talk about, we talk about articles, and we just have fun. Well, the subject of sheath cleaning came up, and I said, oh, wait a minute. I had gone through my archives recently and found a song that we, we did years ago on Horses in the Morning that Jamie sang. And it's the sheath cleaning song. I don't think we kind of <laughs> made it up. We saw, we saw it someplace, and then we kind of rewrote it, and she sang it on the show. And it's kind of a little irreverent, but funny, and it's been, it has thousands of uh, listens today, and I'm sure it's going to go crazy over the next couple of days too it went viral so here is jamie jennings of horses in the morning singing the sheath cleaning song how's it hanging so much cleaner aren't you glad i washed your wiener i admit it's kind of creepy that i had to stick my arm up in your (laughs) peepee it was sticky it was gunky it felt icky it smelled funky it was crusty, it was cruddy. When you stuck it out, it creaked like it was rusty. <laughs> After half an hour of toiling and of squirting, baby oiling, you're as fresh there as a daisy. Either this means I love you or else I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love that, Glenn. We listened to it right before you put. We we did the show, and I had to laugh because <laughs> I am not. I, I am one of those. My veterinarian cleans all my shoes. Yeah, you know what? Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Horse, I, horse husbands also something. do not clean sheaths. That's something we don't do. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think they have those fancy degrees seat up in there. Like, so I had to I had to laugh because it's yeah, that's not my thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was reading some of the hundreds of comments that were on that. And so I was shocked at how many women have sheath cleaning parties where they all get together and clean sheaths at the same time. And now they no. have a song to sing. <laughs> that's I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure how I feel about that either. Yeah, actually. I'm not okay with that. I know. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> but we hope everybody got a good laugh out of it. We thought it was quite funny. My veterinarian had something funny last time. And you know what we do to veterinarians, too, is you have them come out for something else. They're doing shots or they're doing something oh, else, yeah. right? They're floating teeth. And then you say, oh, by the way. It's always an oh, oh by yeah. the way with sheath cleaning, right? And, oh, all of it. <laughs> and my veterinarian said, you know... I really hate doing this. I went to school for eight years and I clean sheets every day. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I do things like that too. I'm a horse trainer. I trained my whole life for this job and there's certain things that I just have to just do. So, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Suck yeah, it up. <laughs> All right, let's go to the training tip, something a little more serious. Total saddle fit tip of the week with Lou Denizar and he is actually riding for Puerto Rico as an individual in the Nations Cup. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, it is my pleasure this evening to have Lou Denizard from Puerto Rico on the radio show. Lou, how are you tonight? I'm great, Reese. How are you? 
I am fantastic. I am so glad I, I grabbed you at the White Fences show a few weeks ago and said, I need you to come on the radio. So thanks for coming on. Oh, I appreciate it. it. It was a little daunting in the beginning, the thought of it, but I'm excited now to go ahead and have a nice conversation <laughs> with you on the, on the show. Exactly. So, Lou, actually, very exciting news. You just, uh, we reported on the show that you are on the Nations Cup team. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the lucky individuals to ride in the Nations Cup uh, because normally that's a team competition. And in the past, in the very initial one, they allowed there to be a mixed team. And they don't allow that anymore. So what they've done is allowed individuals to represent uh, foreign countries, if you will, um, to represent themselves in the Nations Cup. And so I'm one of the lucky individuals. Well, we will be cheering you on from the stands. I was super excited. I had to give you a plug on that. Um, oh, thank so you. congratulations. Appreciate it. That'll be super fun. So Lou, when I, when I talked to you at the horse show, I said, one of the things we love to hear are trainers pet peeves. So what would yeah. your, what, what is one of your, or, or multiple ones of your pet peeves? Well, I think that one of the big ones that always comes across to me is when I watch people in warm-ups at different competitions, especially you know the, the, the higher-up providers that will occasionally look over their shoulders to look back to see if the hunters are trailing in a half-pass or to you know look behind them. And I, I, I really find that that drives me insane because, one, I don't think it's necessary, and, two, I think the rider should have the ability to feel what's going on behind them. It doesn't need to check whether it's in the right spot or not. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. When I had to laugh when you said that because you look at that and you think, oh my God, number one, why can't you feel that if you're doing a half pass? Yeah. You should be yeah. able to feel that. Um, and and as, certainly as you're learning, you know, that it's different, but we're, we're talking competition here. And the other thing I'm like, where is your trainer or, or your yeah. ground person or somebody to, to make exactly. you not do that? I love that pet peeve. Uh, that was a good one. I, I totally agree. And, and I have to be honest, one of my pet peeves as we're talking about half passes is people that do that, but they do multiple repetitions in the warm up. You know, they half pass oh, for absolutely. 20 minutes. And you yep. watch that and you think, my goodness, that's a lot of half pass before you have to go into the arena at the horse show. So that's a, I'll add that to, to your pet peeve as well. So do you have oh, any other ones for us? Oh, do I have any other pet peeves? Well, and, and, and along with that one is people who stare off into what I call la-la land. They're kind of riding along, but instead of watching where they're going and being aware of their surroundings as they ride, they just kind of stare off into nowhere land. And, and you know that they're focused, but their focus is in the wrong way because they're just not paying attention to where they're going. So that staring idea drives me crazy. All right, I have to jump in here because I have to defend <laughs> all of us people with ADD. Um, because that would be me right there. Staring off into La La Land, thinking about what's for dinner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's, I, 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 I completely agree with this one, too. You know, especially here in Florida, the venues are very tight. And so, you know, you may have two or three warm-ups, you know, two or three, you know, rings in one warm-up. So you're riding right. along, and this was this actually happened at the White Fences show where we saw each other a few weeks ago. It, we had gotten right. tremendous amount of rain, and the, yeah. the one ring was unrideable you couldn't so they were it almost was too many horses in the in the warm-up i actually went and warmed up in the field i thought this is this is too much in here yeah, but yeah, there were yeah. yeah there were a couple riders yeah. that you were just so nervous and and then it is tough i mean talk to us a little bit about how you would navigate you know that type of warm-up situation very a lot of horses people are nervous what are some tips you can give us for for that 
Yeah, you know, I just really feel that communication is the is the best thing to, to, to use. I mean, we're all in there for the same reason. Some of us sometimes have horses that are claustrophobic, like I rode one at the White Fence of Shows that was there specifically to deal with crowds. So I was very vocal with the other riders to just say very politely, hey, guys, please don't close me in too much. He's claustrophobic. Um, and that made people wake up and look a little bit more around themselves. Um, of course, I didn't want to ruin anybody else's warm-up, so I did my best to also pay attention to not do that. But I think vocalization, being polite, uh, and just saying, hey, guys, uh, left to left, calling it out which direction you're going in, um, even your lateral movement if you're going into a half-pass, because the more complex the test get, as you know, Reese, the, the right of way goes to the more difficult movement. Um, and that is something that needs to be verbalized uh, so that everybody plays nice in the sandbox. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think that's it. You, you just need to be vocal, not rude, but, you know, nope. there are crowds, it happens. You know, nobody could have mm-hmm. thought 11 inches of rain would have come to the horse show. Like, who could have? <laughs> I mean, it was a flood. You know, it was terrible. Uh, you know, so we all were dealing with the same situation, and people are nervous, and there's a lot of things going on, but I completely agree just say hey diagonal half pass you know i think that that's that's a phenomenal way and looking where you're going i am 100 on your pet peeve as well (laughs) going back to that pet peeve you know just just looking where you're going calling it out being vocal i think those are fantastic tips those are great well lou thanks so much for talking about your pet peeves this evening if our listeners wanted to find you online for some more information how do they find you yeah, I, I have uh, www.delantedressage.com is my website. Fantastic. They can find me there. And can you spell that for us? Yes, Delante uh, Dressage is D-E-L-A-N-T-E, dressage, all one word, dot com. One of the most common and dangerous saddle fit concerns is the restriction of the shoulder's freedom to move. Some saddles slide over the shoulder blade while riding, some permanently rest on the top of the shoulders, and some pinch behind the shoulders, which inhibits full movement and leads to soreness and poor conformation. Short of buying an entirely new saddle, what can you do to give your horse the comfort to freely move his shoulders and perform at his highest potential? The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. An added bonus to the shoulder relief girth's unique design is the elbow comfort feature. The recessed ends designed for saddle fit now relieve pressure for elbow comfort as well. Similar girths can be purchased for over $275. But thanks to the enormous popularity of the shoulder relief girth, we are able to offer them for only $124.95. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. 
Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. Well, Philip, we are all caught up on caught up on our emails and Facebook shoutouts. Uh, so we need some more. So feel free to send them in uh, either by email, e. Philip and I, or sending it on Facebook on the Dressage Radio Show uh, homepage. So we yeah, look forward send to them in that. Now. We're ready to we're ready to line up some more guests <laughs> and some more fun stuff. So um, that'll be perfect. Exactly. Well, everybody, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a great show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>